0: Your turn to be afraid are you a fan of things that go bump in the night chills up the spine paralyzed by fright thrilled by horror at the center of a chat then welcome to the nerds from the crypt podcast
1: thank you for joining us here on nerds from the crypt the podcast where we review your favorite and sometimes not so favorite horror movies and interview indie creators about their upcoming and ongoing Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaigns. I'm your host, Saul. And I'm Greg. I'm going to go ahead and welcome our guests to the, to the show. Phoebe, Xavier, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Um, I am a comic book uh, creator. I write and edit and letter. Um, <clears throat> I also do narrative fiction, science fiction, and some horror.
1: As far as uh, the business, how long have you been in the business?
0: Um, I don't make a lot of money, so, like, I don't know if I'm in business. Um, <laughs> I do run um, a independent comic book brand, but, um, yeah, uh, I've been writing since I was a little kid. I'm 44 years old, and I've been running my independent comic book brand for about five years.
2: You are in the business. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what I say about the podcast. We don't make a lot of money. We don't make yes, any money yeah. actually. But um uh, <laughs> we're still considered podcasters, so <laughs> Yes.
2: You yeah. are you are in the comic business.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you know this, and but Greg's actually in the comic book business too.
2: If you if, um, you, if I, I do um I write, um and uh and then um yeah, that's that's basically that's basically my thing, is I write but uh the uh the what it comes down to it is if you're if you're creating stuff and you're making things and you're having fun doing it with your friends, then that's really what it matters. And if you got people that read what you make and and they enjoy it, then you're you're doing it. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I was told.
0: I give out I'm happy to give out most of my stuff after like any initial push to like get it published or whatever. i I'm happy to give it out for free in PDF form. Like I, I do write things for it to be read. Mm-hmm. Right. That's awesome, and yeah, I'm, maybe someday I'll be making enough money to pay for a house off of this. But if not, I'm still doing it because it's what I care about doing.
1: I think that's all that really matters, right? As long as you're having fun. Hmm. So what is, what got you into, um, let, let's say, like the sci fi horror aspect of, of um, the creative side?
0: Okay so um I have definitely been about science fiction since a very very young age. Um I started reading my mom's comic books. She had crates of like old um Superboy and uh Legion of whomever what is I don't know Legion. Yeah, <laughs> that's Legion books. Yeah. Um and she, uh, what is it? Um uh like Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen had solo books when she was mm-hmm. reading comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, she also... Okay, so as far as horror, too, she also collected The Witching Hour and, like, original um, Tales from the Crypts books. Ooh, um, man. Yeah. I got to read that shit when I was, like, four or five years old. Like, maybe the horror shit a few years later, but, like, um, I, I had some good DC influence from pretty young. In, and then my grandfather introduced me to Isaac Asimov when I was only, like, five. Like, so... um yeah, science fiction has always been my uh, focus as far as reading and writing. And um, a very early introduction to Isaac Asimov is probably why. But as, the, and then, but comic books, my mother introduced me to comic books very early, and um, I did see some crazy early, like, shit that, that like, yeah, now, rip, old school Tales from the Crypts and mm-hmm. um, Shower, hour Yeah. So that would be my induction into that.
1: Nice. I mean, I grew up on Tales of the Crypt. I didn't have cable, but I had um, Fox and Fox at 2 in the morning used to show Tales of the Crypt. I edited it, but it was the still HBO? there. The yeah, HBO? Yeah, the HBO one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and that was actually pretty pretty gory stuff for back then. Some of the stuff they did um, was, was progressively pushing the limits of what horror was cinematically
1: then. Mm-hmm. What is your, your favorite type of, um, let's say, um, movie or, or TV show or series series that, that's horror?
0: Um, I really like AHS at the moment. I watch a lot of American mm-hmm. Horror Story. Yeah. Me and my friend are working on a pitch um, that we're going to try to somehow find um, a way to get it in Ryan Murphy's. But um, we want pitch to pitch uh, American Horror Story's Ocala. It's a part of uh, Florida.
2: Wow.
0: Um Yeah. And um, we we both have Spent an, a, enough time around there To understand the local lore and weirdness and That um, nice. And make, yeah, make a couple episodes Of that work um, mm-hmm. Yeah I changed the whole cult se- Season of that one um, I started now On um, Went back to the hospital AHS one um, Alright what else is working for me for horror Um I don't. Yeah, I'm not watching a lot of her at the moment. The only the only movie I've even watched in the last month or two is that free guy. Um,
1: oh
2: yeah, <laughs> that could be scary to some people.
0: <laughs> <America>. <laughs> the AI world, yeah. Yes.
1: So let's talk about the the uh, campaign that's going to be launching here. Uh, we're recording with uh, well almost nine days before the actual campaign starts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, October 20th is our launch. I don't know when you guys are dropping this online or whenever. October 20th is when we launch. How
1: long is it going to be running for?
0: Uh, 30 days, um, 30 or 31, whatever it takes to get to November 20th. Yeah. you
1: have um, You've actually already did a first volume for this, correct?
0: 13th Moon, yes. 13.25 moons or something like that occur every year, Every uh, full moons occur every year on Earth, and that's where the origin of the title comes from.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that's cool.
0: So it's mostly like one, one time a year that like one month has two full moons. Nice. So yeah. when did the first one come out? First one came out. We launched it through Kickstarter. Um, the campaign I think started earlier last year, like more like October fourth or something like that. Uh, October fourth of twenty twenty, I believe.
1: So this is an anthology series, and uh, how did you how did you pitch it to get uh, creators to get on onto the onto the project?
0: Um, I am part of a pretty cool uh, independent creator community on Facebook. It is based out of a group for comic book anthology creators, and um, I believe most of the uh, submissions to this book came through that group. One, at least one of the stories was because I personally asked Jeffrey Haas to write a Moloch story for the book. Um, that's one of the other uh, titles that I put out on 123GO, and one of the stories I, I put to the whole group that I wanted a story about Marie Laveau, who is the voodoo queen of New Orleans um, from the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got maybe two pitches on that, and the pitch that I like better is what we went with. Awesome. Uh, everyone else, I think, uh, submitted from the Anthology Creators Facebook group, though.
1: So. We actually know someone who we think that might have been... Part of the second issue. Who is it? Um, Eddie.
0: Eddie Hillington? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie passed away um, Mm -hmm. a few months ago. And he has been my friend on Facebook and through uh, just comic book forums, people, other independent comic book creators. And he passed away a few months ago. And um, his story was already uh being drawn by someone that I didn't really know personally. I had no contact with him at that point. And um this book this volume is actually dedicated to Eddie. Oh nice. Eddie is a huge influence on me as a letterer and uh to a lesser degree as a writer, but also like he was someone who always gave it to me really straight and like fully critical, didn't care. He wasn't pulling punches with me when he was like, oh, you want a letter better? Then do this. You, uh, why is the story is not the best story that you could be writing? Then let me tell you. And the way that he addressed me at all times made me a better letterer, definitely, and has made me rethink a few of my plot lines and um, work out some of my stories a little bit better. And I'm very happy um, to be able to dedicate this volume to him, something that he was a part of. And, uh, yeah, his in the volume that I sent you, the preview, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the promotional copy, his story is not in there. Um, I'm actually getting the colored version of his pages sometime this week. And I, yeah. I'm very grateful to have known him while he was here in this living plane. With us.
1: That's that's awesome, especially that you're gonna be yeah. um, dedicated to him. We had him on the show uh, once. He was supposed to come on another time. Uh, didn't work out as far as timing goes. And then um, Greg messaged me and, and told me what happened. And it. it it's it's sad, but you know, I know um, I know that that his work is gonna live on. With the stuff, and um, he did some some great work.
2: Yeah, I I, I was nodding in agreement with everything that you said. As as someone I've worked with him on on some projects as well, and I I totally agree with everything that you said, Phoebe. He definitely would give it to you straight, and would definitely tell you what he thought when when you're talking about any any aspect of comics. So yeah, uh, 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 I'm also.
0: I'm also a transgender woman And he has a transgender child And um It was definitely Um A good person to be able to relate to Like to share a different side of How society deals with trans people
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah Eddie a very very fucking awesome person Definitely
1: When it comes to Volume 2 of 13th Moon How many stories Will be in that particular volume?
0: Um, there are eight stories in this line ooh, that's
1: a lot that's a it's yeah. a good amount they're they're not, a good length too.
0: My objective was kind of to do a jokey like six point sixty six point six pages six six <laughs> six pages, and I might take a third of just blank space on one of the pages to make that happen. I
1: like it I'm not going to give anything away, but I want to tell you the one one of the stories that I really wanted to see more of is actually the Nephilim one.
0: Oh, Malik, the um, mm-hmm. it's the angel that has to chase down this um, it's and I do. Are you guys like into any biblical scholarship, sort of historical research into that type of shit?
1: I don't know if I'm into it, but I know it. <laughs> Does that make sense? We might have covered a couple
0: things. (laughs) It feels like we cover
2: a lot of movies based on that, Saul. I think you drive us that way.
0: (laughs) The book of Enoch talks about angels having sex with, like, human women, Mm -hmm. and then they have offspring, and then the offspring are these tall, red-headed giants. Oh, oh, um, ancient aliens covers this sort of um, topic as well. But it's like... One of the lost Bibles, uh, one of the lost Gospels from the Bible, where they talk about like wars that ensued because angels slept with human women and created this race of like half breed angel humans, Mm -hmm. and so that's of the root of um, that particular Moloch story. But Moloch, the uh, the destroying angel, he is um, he is the star of his own book, Moloch Reigning Devil, and it and it tells the tale of when. God sends him to hell to kill Lucifer, and how he has to take over hell once he's killed Lucifer.
1: Oh, wow. Mm. Is that an ongoing we two, one? Or?
0: We have two issues of that out so far. It will be a six-issue series, six issue series total.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we must have you back then when the next one comes out of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i send you guys that, too. I'll send you the PDF of it. Um, it is, we have two stories out on, on uh, two books, full books out on that. He and Jeffrey has written issues three and four already. And we have started the art on issue three. Excuse me. And I have a planned one-shot that's sort of um, perpendicular to that series. That's about life versus the... Um, in the first issue, he confronts two of the sins, the deadly sins. He confronts, um, lust and, um, gluttony in the first issue. But I have a one-shot designed about him versus the, the sin pride that will go next, that will launch at the same time as issue number three next spring.
1: Like I said, we need to bring you on because that, that was definitely a one that really caught my, caught my interest, um, I like that they're not all not all the stories are the same thing. I like that they mm-hmm. have a variety of feels to them.
2: Oh yeah, that's the, like reading reading this book, I I felt like every Every time a story ended, I was like, "What's next? What am I getting next?" It was like reaching into a candy bag after you're done, after you've gone <laughs> trick or treating, and you do it blind and you don't know what you're getting, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, Mr. Goodbar, I'll eat it. Oh my gosh, a laffy taffy. All right, let's do this. Raisins, I don't even care anymore." <laughs> thank,
0: thank you. Um, that I do like to. Um... Yeah, a, a keep it eclectic in that sense. Um, uh, I, I loved Leanne and Hjorsh's story. That is the only one that's specific to the holiday of Halloween, a Smashing Pumpkin. Um, I've, I've worked with Hjorsh a number, a number of times, but, yeah, Leanne pitched a really good story. And I... I I'm um, also like the way Kickstarter is so cool to me is like last year, Leanne was one of our supporters that that got Thirteenth Moon Volume One launched. Um, she bought a copy of it, and then this year, after she pitched me her idea, like she's now a part of this book. She's in her her story is featured in this volume. That is awesome. Um, yeah, um, I think it's a really cool community the the Kickstarter community and the underground um, Facebook forums where uh, indie comic creators get together. And I know Facebook is horrible in so many other ways, but like, (laughs) if it ever goes down and Facebook disappears, like, I need a new website where I can talk to everybody that makes Underground Comic books.
2: I hear MySpace has some pretty good...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some guy named Tom there. Yeah, uh, Tom. He's he's always movies. your friend. <laughs> uh no, Kickstarter is really good. Uh, that's actually the reason why Greg's on, on this show. Um Yeah. He he was on two two projects that, that I actually interviewed um guests for and uh then I just invited him to stay on and kidnap them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just Stick. I just kinda clung on like a barnacle. <laughs> Couldn't wash me off.
0: There were scraped barnacles. Oh yeah,
2: no summer job. It was horrible, man. Yeah. My hands never looked the same.
0: It doesn't smell too good either.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is a rough. It's a rough one. It's not not an easy job.
1: And yep. do you have uh, the tiers already figured out as far as what uh, the backers can can get for for the project?
0: Yes and no. Um, there's a lot that I've worked out and. Um, Right now I'm actually been typing in the in that those details into Kickstarter in the last day or two. part. Um, <laughs> I mean yeah, no, it is definitely a process. And um the I think we might be like you know those little pins like um that everybody puts on their hat with or mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. don't know, how to you guys like enamel pins sort of whatever filled yeah. in yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to work out one of them. Um, I don't know if you saw the picture of. Oh, well, you know from the first volume at least, uh, Mirror, the raccoon character. Hmm. Yeah. So we we have possibly a glow in the dark enamel pin coming of him. Oh. Um, cool. He, um, one of my friends uh, is like does. Uh, Grateful Dead lot, and she p- sells pins of all sorts, and so she's been trying to find the coolest design I can come up with that both of us can sell, and I think we might do that. Um, um, did you... I don't know if you would have seen shwen Xuan uh, Xuan, Xuanzang Bunog's art in any of my other books yet, but um, he is a hent- hentai um, artist, and I have a pin-up coming from him that I think I'm going to turn into a poster... Um, I have a lot of pins, actually, that are left over from Moloch, because I couldn't print, um, a hundred pins at a time, so he did not give away a full hundred, and I still have probably thirty pins of, uh, Moloch's, that printed with Moloch number two. Um, that Kickstarter launched successfully in June through July. Jeffrey Haas ran that through his Victor Comics, um, Kickstarter account, and, yeah, So um, I don't have it all worked out. Uh, Too long didn't read. I don't have all (laughs) the – by, like, in the next day or two, and and definitely by whenever people are listening.
1: Well, I do know that it's a process, right, like you said. Yeah. uh, I've known, you know, other creators that, that tell me that they went a little too crazy with what they're giving out and then they stretch themselves really far as far as trying to get everything done. <laughs> um, so I know yeah. there is a balance, and you need to strike.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um tip for anybody who works on Kickstarter, um, that uh, all the other people are saying this already, so drill this into your brain, like, account for your shipping costs. Especially yeah. now, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. My service is not as efficient as it should be. Um, fire Kevin DeJoy, that's my hashtag for the night. Um <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, account for how expensive it is to ship things.
1: Um, yeah, we had a we have one of our good friends out from the across the pond, or uh Lyndon White, who had this big book uh, called Candles, and I think yeah. he was saying that he couldn't really do much on his on that Kickstarter because he had to make sure to take care of um, of the shipping cost of of what um, it was going to come out to because it, it was a big beefy book. It's
2: gonna cost so much to shit, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be so pretty, and that's why I'm excited to get it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that, that definitely is one thing that I've always uh, heard yeah. make sure you can get this out, <laughs> get it away, out yeah. of the printers. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. We actually have had an issue now with that Malik kicks Malik number two Kickstarter that um, Rich Mulholland who draws some pinups for us from uh. England had shipped his shit over here. He sent us the four pinups that we need to distribute over here in North America. And they lost it somewhere in the United States mail and couldn't oh, figure wow. out who lives in Rhode Island. Mailed it back to Jeff, I mean Rich in England. So he has it back in England. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And so now, again, to send it back here to America and since he's doing pin ups for um the thirteenth moon volume two stuff as well, rewards for the, for our campaign. That okay, that is one of the other rewards I can tell you about that Rich is sending some pin ups over. But I was like, wait, just send all eight. Your your four from before and your four new ones, just send them all at once. Like they're either lost all together or are gonna make it all together. But <laughs> it's not Oh
1: man. Together together yeah. or apart.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's rough. That is so rough. Uh, Kickstarter.
0: I like twenty pounds on it or some shit, and he's w- gonna have to spend it again.
1: You know it, it, that would really suck if you were able to do all this and get Kickstarter and get all and get everything out, and then all of a sudden just for it to be lost in the in, <laughs> in the mail. U.S. post office. Yeah, uh, I'm not.
2: Well, I'll tell you the the. Postal, postal situation right now is wonky. We've been waiting on Grandma's nightgowns for three weeks. Three weeks! <laughs> A nine-year-old woman needs her nightgowns.
1: That's like 90% it's
0: of the... It's getting cold. Yeah, that's 90% she of what they wear. She wants flannel now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll I didn't you. know that was your job in the house is to take care of Grandma's fat. It is. And
2: and, and she tells me every day, where are they? And my answer is that the the tracking says they sent them them back to wherever the (laughs) shipping place is because they just keep going in a circle. Uh, Anyway, I'm sorry. Good luck.
0: I mean, I have great gets her (laughs) staff.
2: Yeah, she she will. If not, then I'll secretly sneak down to the store and buy her something and then wrap it up in a shipper and then drop it off at the door and let her go get it from the best. <laughs> don't tell. It's a secret between the three of us. And you know, three
1: people can keep a secret if two are dead. Well, sorry, <laughs> I'm already dead. Oh um, no. <laughs> uh, so what else to, should we know about this this um, anthology?
0: Um, 13th Moon has been an awesome uh project to oversee. Uh we're going to do volume 3 if this one works. Um, some of my, some of the people I work with on one, two, three, go already have expressed like that they have ideas that they're ready to pitch after we get through this campaign in the next month or two. Uh, uh, I had a lot of fun. Well, can I ask you guys a question? Can I like, mm-hmm. with, uh, mm-hmm. like, just like my story. I like my, the first one with the graffiti stuff. Yes. Heck yeah. That Okay, that's my favorite
2: one. <laughs> no <laughs> lies. That like I I opened the thing up and I was like, This so looks sick. Yeah. This hit me like in my feels right
0: there. That's Renan. Yeah, Renan Balbante um is an incredible artist. I definitely found the right person to work with on on for the story.
2: The the art is great. The the overall story itself is like Pure devilish. That's all I gotta
1: say. That's like yeah. The ending it. is like, yep. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, this, like I said, this this anthology has a good good uh, uh, set of, of different, I guess, uh, genres in it. The next one up, oh. when it, on the the next one up, I, I'm a, a big fan of, uh, of bugs and creature features. So definitely, that one is also one um, that 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 I liked. I mean, I like them all actually. Um, Lacey
0: was with um, Dan Schmidt and oh, Ben Tile.
1: Yeah, we know Dan. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Well, Dan did, uh, also did um, the. If you saw the Voodoo story, um, the one with uh, Marie Lebeau.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. He did that that.
1: I could totally see him doing that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we had him on when um, when he did his uh, wor- "Worms Crawl In," mm-hmm. um, which was when I talked to him about that one. He he did every single little thing on his own. I was I, I was like, I don't know how you did that, <laughs> uh, but he did it.
0: Yeah, I cannot draw enough well enough to make my own comic book, but I, <laughs> but um, I'm pretty committed to learning lettering better and better. And I know that I'm a good writer, or I mean, I try to not be too full of myself, but I've been making up stories for 35 years, 40 years, um, and some of them are okay. Oh, uh, no. That, Every, that's, your story is okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's good to be humble, but...
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of my shit is okay. You couldn't see, you
1: couldn't see what I did, but I did a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, I
0: gotta
2: ask you did the art on the um uh was it welcome to Dulce or the uh this is like the one with the special version
0: yeah, that's Hirsch um so uh, cute super cute mm-hmm. I think super. Jorge gabato is his full name okay. um, uh I don't know uh he's in South america he um he has worked with me actually, okay, so I didn't really talk to you guys about it too much, but the the first comic that I started working on is Sidereal Apogee, and that is a cyberpunk anthology, and we have six issues completed so far, and it's kind it kind of comes out, like, twice a year, sometimes once a year, as many times as we can do it, mm-hmm. and um, Hirsch has um, put together the cover, the front cover of issue number five, which is a wraparound cover, um, other people worked on the back cover. And the cover, uh, front cover of issue number six, and also a story in issue number six. Oh, nice. Your, oh, my, oh, and he's been involved in a lot more projects. He is so active in underground indie uh, comic books. Yeah. He has a, um, he has other successful Kickstarter projects that he's been a part of. Uh, I don't have the name of it right in front of me now, but it's like a cool thing that he did. With a American African American creator who wrote a story about like a world with like black superheroes in a Conan the Barbarian sort of, to me at least that's how I came across. Conan the Barbarian sci fi ish sort of, uh, and that's on Kickstarter. I think they're on like issue two already. They continue to do it. Yeah, would you um, say that was
1: sounds, yeah. I will eat
0: the title tomorrow when okay. I when I you know know how to Google. It sounds
2: awesome. Like whatever yeah. like it just the I'm just like, okay. Superhero Conan and Barbarian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <I jam. laughs>
0: it's a really, really good book. I have a, a copy of it. Um oh shit, I got prob Yeah. I have it someone in front of me in a uh container. Issue number one. I could actually pull it out probably. Are we um, yeah. Go ahead. Gosh, it's awesome.
1: Are we um, missing anything here, as far as what you, we uh, or what you want to talk about? Uh, volume two before it com- before it hits uh, Kickstarter. Um, let
0: me think for a minute, please. Uh, okay, all the stories. Uh, working with Renan is awesome. Renan um, also did my the the inks uh, inks on the story I did on Volume One, the Escape bar pop, uh pop story. Uh, okay. He... Yeah, uh, um, and he has been an incredibly awesome artist to work with. The the okay, so you saw the prey. He did that one as well. Mm-hmm. Bible story, and um, I think it's like it might be the third or the fourth page where he does the aru of the <laughs> it's yeah black into the letters. The art is only in the letters. Like that's shit that I don't ask him to do necessarily, or the um, the blood in um, in the margins of um, uh, the first story, Mister B Nimble. Like mm-hmm. in the, I, that's that's stuff that I didn't have in the script that he did that I wasn't gonna write back. Like, hey, that's not what I wanted. No, that's <laughs> not. Just, I can't taking the initiative to like add something super imaginative, imaginative to the story that I hadn't come up with, hadn't been able that's to come up.
1: Talking about Volume 1, are we going to ever see more of Lucy?
0: Oh, did you guys see the cover of uh, issue number 2?
1: Yes. Okay, well, so I don't know if it's the one that... Because I know it says here that the cover might not be the final cover.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Do, do I have either of you guys... Oh, I can email it to you right now. So um, I'm going to email you the cover. Um, And she's kind of like an Easter egg on the cover of Ooh. issue number one. Yeah. Because um, um, Bayron was actually going to originally be my um was going to be my artist on uh, the Mr. B. Nimble story because if you, I don't, I don't know if you recognize, but the Mr. B. Nimble mask comes from the issue number one cover.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. yeah.
0: He's up in the corner of the issue number one cover, and that was something that I didn't even, like, ask him to do. Um, I was just like, yo, what is that, like, creepy dude in the corner? And he was like, <laughs> I just thought we a logo to, like, you know, wear, like, this old-school weird book, comic huh, book. Because he was also going for um, the Tales from the Crips, uh, witching hour type of story um, mm-hmm. vibe for that first cover. And um, so... I didn't so, even connect that. <laughs> And so I took, so I looked at the, that creepy mask, and um, I wanted to write a whole story about that, and that is how, um, that is, that, the genesis of um, the Mr. B. Nimble story, uh, that, and driving around Philadelphia and seeing people write, like, really graphically awful, <laughs> uh, violent threats in graffiti. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was a dude whose graffiti name was six feet deep and uh, six FD, like all over the place. Like, yeah, that's clearly a threat of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Wow. Yes, life is inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for I, um, cover construction. Yeah, I almost have it.
1: Do you have any other questions, uh, Greg? Oh, I'm just
2: thinking. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure when you put up the when you put up the Kickstarter, it'll have uh, your your goal and other stuff like that. So, but I, I don't know.
0: Right now, I think we're looking at about thirty five hundred to four thousand, something like that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to pull a little a little tighter. It, it's going to be thirteen dollars as the copper price now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think shipping is going to go up from three to about five. And um, so the total price over Kickstarter is probably going to be 18 Okay. 18 people in America. Yeah, United States of America. And I um, okay, I just sent you the cover.
2: That is... That's a fair it. price. That's a fair price for, for a book like this. So it
0: is yeah, a square bound um, um It was like semi controversial last year when I called it a graphic novel, but I mean it's a square bound anthology. I don't know what the different people have idea different ideas of what the old school idea of a graphic novel is.
2: Oh, this is totally this totally to me calls graphic this calls out graphic novel. This is this is definitely a graphic novel anthology. Uh you have fantastic storytelling wrapped together with great art and lettering. Um I couldn't see it any other way. This is that's what it is.
0: <laughs> um also the character mirror, the uh oh. time Bender, the giant raccoon just interdimensional that introduced and uh out outrode the first volume, he does the same in volume two. Uh-huh. And he's like our our answer to keeper mm-hmm. or um
1: I was thinking of Watu.
0: Oh Watu. <laughs> Yeah, he's the narrator who likes like, like he's like this is our story. Here you go, and I'm not like here on screen the whole time, but I'll wrap it up at the end.
2: Did
1: you see the uh, the picture?
2: Yeah, whoa, <laughs> this is that's a cool cover. That's that is cool,
1: and of course she's wearing the ma- the shirt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like, so, Lucy, you don't necessarily, like, that's not what pops out, but, like, Lucy is on the cover still, and, um, I would like to do another Lucy story with Bayron. Uh, we don't necessarily have that, uh, cooking at the moment, but, um, I, my, my relationship with Bayron as a writer and an artist remains open, and we will work on something in the future for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, before we wrap up, um, I guess I'd just ask you one more time if we just make sure we didn't forget anything.
0: I don't think we did. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to, like, definitely encourage everyone to look at all the other. Okay, so we're on um, Indie IndiePlanet Indie Planet forward slash 123GO, and you can um, download uh, volume one of 13th Moon for free. You can b- download issue number one of Trouble for free. And you can buy all of our other books either as a digital download or as a print to go. I want to thank all of the people that work with me at 123 Go Publications. I definitely can't think of them all off of the print right now, but I want to thank Andy Luke, whose story that will go into Sidereal Apogee number seven is something we're going to work on in the next year. That's a priority. And Jeffrey Haas, who is launching his book, Santa Claus Number 2. Um, it's like Santa and then C-L-A-W-S, like Claus. <laughs> and Santa thing that um, a boy, because he's sort of ungrateful to his mom, his single mom, who's trying to be, like, provide the best Christmas possible. When he gets ungrateful to her, this, like, evil demon type of Santa Claus shows up and kidnaps him in issue number 1. And issue number two is the follow up on that. Um, I like it. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, really good writer. Jeff has written a bunch of really good stuff over the years. And I've only, I'm only working with him on a couple books, but Jeff um, has been published a couple other places. And, and oh, he works on and he he worked. I don't think I don't know if he's still on it right now, but um, he worked on Spoiler Country podcast for a couple years. Wait, wait.
1: Who's this? Because we're we're part of the spoiler spoiler uh, yeah, uh, the spoiler verse. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jeffrey Haas. I yeah. I don't know if he actually still works with them. I, I don't know, but I know he was a part of that for a couple of years.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, Phoebe, thank you very much for for taking this time. I know it's uh, getting late over there where you're at, so um, thank you for for joining us. And um letting us know more about Thirteenth Moon volume two and we're hoping to see hear more from you, more from uh, from this uh this project. Can't wait.
0: Thank you. And um Braze Up raise uh Tampa Bay, let's win this uh baseball chat Awesome. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I'm yeah. a
1: Braze fan, but I'll I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> uh just go ahead and send us the the links to anything you want us to go ahead and uh, and um put on the description of the episode and I'll make sure to put it on there
0: all right thank you guys I don't have my um kickstarter link to where the actual project will be yet but when I have it I will send it
1: okay uh, we'll we'll go ahead and put that out and uh thank you ever thank everyone to for joining us here on uh, Nurse from the Crib. we'll see you guys next time it's your turn to be afraid
0: are you a fan of things that go bump in the night chills up your spine paralyzed by fright thrilled by horror at the center of a chat then welcome to the nerds from the crypt podcast